Shannon is a 24-year-old Cancerian badass bitch who loves to talk about every detail of anything and everything. Over the course of her young adult life, she started to realize there are so many issues and topics that are never really discussed, or if they were, they sometimes would have a negative connotation. Shannon feels this should not be the case. She wanted to get all of her thoughts out on so many topics with people who might feel the same way. As a woman and a human, she knows there are some conversations that need to be normalized. She wanted to talk about everything you thought you shouldn't or couldn't talk about, so she got the conversation started through the use of her beautiful blog, Daily Dose of Shan, and new podcast, A Dash of Trash, which will be included in today's show notes. Please welcome Shannon Russo onto the show. Welcome to the Sex and Spirituality Podcast, Shannon. So Shannon and I are those people that talk online but never actually hang out unless it's to do podcasts, which I love because Shannon just recently started her own podcast. And do you want to tell us about yourself and your podcast, Shannon? Oh my God, okay. Um, So yes, so I started a podcast back in February. Lauren was kind of my inspiration. Um, And basically, I just talk about like, really whatever I want to talk about that week. But mostly I just want to like, empower people, especially women. And I love to talk about sex, everything. I want to talk about it. So yeah, that's really... The gist of it. We I just want to have a good time, time, but also talk about, you know, like important things too. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I feel like when I make a podcast, it's whatever's going on that day. Sometimes I'll yeah. like type out topics I want to talk about and then I'm just not in the mood to talk about it. So it, the list is just growing. It's growing. <laughs> Same. Same. And then something happens that day and I'm like, today's the day. I'm feeling passionate about this. So let's do it. Exactly. So Shannon, <laughs> I'm going to link her podcast, as well as her blog, Daily of Shan, in the show notes. So, Shannon, I love your podcast, which we just talked about. Your last podcast really hit home for me. It was called Breaking Up. It's oh so hard to do. So it sounded to me like you were in a hella toxic relationship. Oh, yeah. You didn't say it, though, but I'm like, girl, fuck this guy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It definitely was toxic as shit. Um, I've referenced it definitely a couple times because that is basically like the what not to have in a relationship. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, if I'm talking to someone that's the opposite of that, I'm like, okay, yes, yeah. this is what it's supposed to be like. <laughs> it's so hard, especially breaking up out of a emotionally abusive or toxic or just unhealthy relationship those are the hardest relationships to stay away from and they're the hardest to get over I know I don't know what it is about it that we're just like refuse to just accept what's right in front of us but (laughs) sometimes you just have to you know wait until you're ready to be done exactly so how did you realize that fuck this like this is no longer for me and how did you really I don't want to say get over it, but heal from that relationship. So basically I was just got to a point where I was just like not happy. And I felt like for so much of the relationship, I was kind of like hoping 
that this person was going to better themselves and change, you know, for years and years. And then that did not happen. So I just felt like I kind of had a lot going on. And I just was like, this person is not doing anything to better themselves. And if they meant that they wanted to have a future with me, they would be trying to better themselves for our future. So when it was kind of just me doing that, I'm like, you know what? I need someone that's going to pull the other 50% of the weight. Exactly. So I was kind of just like done mentally. And then I talked about this in the podcast that I was just like, he really makes me feel like I'm crazy. So, (laughs) oh my God, Shannon, can you please talk about that? Because I went through the same thing. My ex was so mentally manipulative and abusive that he would legitimately gaslight me and tell me things never happened to the point where I felt so crazy that I recorded him too, just to validate myself. Yep. I totally relate to that. (laughs) I was like, oh, hell no. Did we take the same person? Seriously, (laughs) because like the whole time I was like, I really, I must be going crazy. So then I decided to record. I was like, you know what? This is going to be a big fight. I feel it coming. I'm going to record it. And I, you know, we broke up. It was like our last final hurrah of a fight. And a week later, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot that I recorded this. Because, you know, in the midst of the whole breakup, crying, leaving, you're not thinking about that. Not at all. No. So then I listened to it and I'm like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. Like, he really made me feel like I'm the one that's like forgetting what I'm saying or like saying things and just like, I must be like blacking out during the conversation because I don't remember saying it at all. So when I listened to it back and I'm like, wow, this is like hardcore evidence of him just full blown, totally putting words in my mouth, lying about what I was saying. Like it was crazy. And so that was kind of the point that I'm like, wow, this is like, you can't deny that. So I was just like, this needs to end. Yeah, it really sucks because all your friends and family could tell you what to do and that this person's not right for you. But I think you have to figure it out yourself, unfortunately. And that takes a lot of time and a lot of like, that's a huge journey to go down. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, sometimes my friends would get like, you know, frustrated with me because they're like, girl, come on. Like, why are you still with this guy? And I would just be like, you guys don't get it. I love him. I love him. Mm, Trauma bonding at its finest. We love it. Yes. (laughs) It's so much easier said than done. And it's so easy to say what you would do if you aren't in that person's shoes. And sometimes I get so frustrated with my girlfriends because I'm like, girl, like open your eyes. This guy ain't shit. But they stay, and I'm just like, I can't judge them because I've been there myself. Totally. That's why, like, whenever someone's asking me for advice or telling me something, I'm like, I want to preface this by saying I'm not judging you whatsoever because (laughs) I did the exact same thing. So if you want to totally disregard what I'm saying, you go for it and do what you need to do when you're ready. (laughs) 100%. And a relationship, sometimes it's 50-50, other times it's 60-40, 60-40, but it should never be right. like 70-30, 80-20, 100 Right. And like some days maybe it will be like, you know, 90-10, but when it's a majority of the time, like mm. don't get me wrong, everyone has their bad days, but it's like yeah. when it's most of the time, like 90-10, 100-10. 
that's not the one. <laughs> no, you should have more good moments than bad moments. They should make exactly. you laugh and smile more than they make you cry. Yes. So how's your dating life now? Do you find yourself something that I had to struggle through was attracting those same types of people over and over and over again? Yes. I honestly feel like I'm still doing that. I'm still in that stage. Yeah. It never ends. (laughs) Like, I'm, don't tell me that. I hope that it does. You can't say it never ends. You have like, you're in like a happy relationship. This is the thing though. When I was dating over the summer before I met Nick, I kept attracting if they were emotionally available guys I wasn't into them if they were emotionally unavailable if they had alcoholism if they were cocky and narcissistic like my panties were dropping so I think that sometimes you you will still attract them but you'll put up with the shit and notice it less and you'll be able to leave faster and recognize it yeah like I feel like where I'm at now I'm kind of just like I feel like I have no patience to talk to anybody because as soon as I start talking to them, they say certain things and I'm like, Oh, here we go again. Not dealing with this shit again. No. (laughs) And then I just stop. (laughs) Good. That's, that's all you can really do. You, I feel like you're like an empathic, sensitive soul, especially because you're a Cancerian queen. So we have so much like healing energy that unfortunately we attract people that need healing. (laughs) Totally. Like, I feel like sometimes, sometimes I really talk to people and I'm just like, oh my God, like, am I ready to take this on? Like, because I can't. It is such a pleasure and like a curse having a big heart, but you learn to navigate it as you go. So, so. <laughs> your your other podcast, you talked about the five love languages. I forget if you said what was yours, but what is yours? Mine are words of affirmation and acts of service. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm the same way. That's so funny. <laughs> so in that podcast, though, you did a sex toy review, which I loved because I've been like saying I'm going to do a review, but I never get around to it. So I love that you did a sex toy review. I The one that you reviewed I specifically haven't tried because I'm like currently obsessed with the womanizer I tell everyone I should be sponsored by them because I tell you really should (laughs) you need to try it girl I'm telling you it is the best like I wish I liked oral sex I really did um I don't know if I just haven't had like out of this world oral sex yet and Nick if you're listening don't take this personally but it is like oral sex on steroids the woman I love that. Yeah. All of my girlfriends right. love oral. I've just, I can't relax. I always get so self-conscious. I'm always like, is he biting my clit? Like this hurts. Yes. I feel like it needs to, if they're not doing it right, of course you're not going to like it. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's kind of like a technique. Like there's been times that I'm like, I feel like my clit has just detached from my body and it's being chomped on yeah it's that's like a, not the way to a do bone it for a dog no <laughs> yeah no like yeah. that's not the way I always tell guys that you have to go like five times softer and gentler than you think you should because these dudes especially back in high school in my early 20s when I would get like fingered by a guy this never happened with women of course because they know what they're doing but they'd always <laughs> be like rubbing and sometimes I get it get like a puffer fish it would hurt so bad seriously I saw this thing on TikTok actually and it was like it was literally an egg yolk 
And that is literally like the strength that you should be using on a clit. I love that. I love that. That is what we need. Like, it doesn't have to be like ramming it in. Like, oh my God. And I'm that motherfucker that, like, won't say anything because I feel bad telling him he's doing it wrong. I know. Yeah, if it's someone you're dating, I feel like it's harder. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Oh, my gosh. So I loved in your podcast about the toxic family members. I I think it was called Over Explicit Stories with maybe Dylan. Was it a Dylan? Yes. Got to meet that person because they seem so awesome. (laughs) He's a good time. Yes. So first we'll get to the sex club part. I'm so jealous. I've never been to a sex club. Okay. Please tell your experience. Okay. So yeah, it was crazy. I've never been to one before this either. It's, I went with a guy that I'm honestly still hooking up with, but he's just, you know, he's got good dick. So I'm like, I'm down. Good for (laughs) you. So one time he was like, you know, cause he is like freaky. So I'm like, okay, I'm into it. So he wanted to go to a sex club and I'm like, oh my God, like they have those. Like, <laughs> I didn't think those really existed like out here in Long Island. No. So he was like, we're going to go. If you don't like it, you know, we can leave, whatever. So I'm like, okay, so we go. And it's basically like, just like a room it's basically like a bunch of rooms, but it's kind of like a bar slash strip club slash good time. (laughs) So so it's basically like, there's like a bunch of TVs with porn on them. They have like beds and like flashing lights. So it was, it was definitely interesting. Like at first I was like, Oh my God, this is like crazy. Cause there's people that are just like, you know, fucking all around town. So so I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> this is crazy. But it was cool. Like, I could see how people are, like, into it. I couldn't go for the full-blown fucking. I just sucked <laughs> some dick <laughs> because I was like. I could never do that. I'm like, I have to, like, be a little drunk to put on a whole performance. Oh, okay, hell yeah. <laughs> yes. I need, like, 50 bottles of alcohol in my system. Yes. <laughs> like, at least a whole bottle of wine. So, we were just like hanging out, like, you know, seeing like what was going on. And this girl and her husband came up to us as I was sucking my friend's dick. Nice girl. And she was like, can I watch you? And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. So, So I just looked at him and he was like, you know, you could say no. And I'm like, I don't want to be a little bitch. I'm here. Like, Might as well do whatever. it. I'm here. Might as well go for it. If she would have so thrown then, in a tip, I would have been like, hell yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, let me work that tick. <laughs> but yeah, so after that, we ended up going. But it was just like, it was cool. Like, I would definitely go back, I'd say. It sounds intense. It was intense. Like, it can definitely, like, it can easily, I feel, cross the line of creepy because it depends who's there. Like, when we were there at first, like, when we first walked in, there was just, like, this guy kind of, like, sitting by himself. And I was just like, no, <laughs> like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> so 
but then there was this hot girl and her husband so i'm like okay yeah (laughs) i have to check this place out i feel like i would love to go to strip club i've never gone my birth mom was a stripper, so it runs in the jeans. Okay, so <laughs> no, you're a good time. Actually, pole dancing is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I tried it. Oh, my God, I'm sure. I almost broke my wrist. But I would <laughs> love to go to a strip club, but not with my boyfriend because I'm insecure as fuck. But I'd love to go with girlfriends. But I feel like none of my girl like, guys are always down to go to a strip club. But it's yeah. hard to find girls that want to go. Oh, hey. Hi, Lauren. I'm Shannon. <laughs> Just and that I would there. be so down. So I would be so down. I've never been, like, where I was, I guess, was, like, a little bit like a strip club, but, like, not really. Yeah. But I would be so down. Yes. So Thank God. you tell me when, girl. I'm down. <laughs> I talked about this on one of my episodes, but I have this weird – I don't know if it's a fetish. I don't want to call it weird – it feels weird to me, though, because, like I said, I have very bad self-esteem. Sometimes I could be jealous and petty, but I always, like, fantasize about my boyfriend fucking, like, a really hot girl. And it makes me okay. really, like, freaked out because I'm like, if he did that, I'd probably break up with him. But at the same time, it gets me off. Okay, Lauren, number one, I just want to say that you're a really hot girl. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I feel like, you know, I don't know if, if, like, this is what you mean or if, like, this is something that you'd be into. Like, I feel like I'm someone that would get jealous. But some people are into watching yeah. their, their okay. guys fuck other girls or their girls fuck other guys. So yeah. it's true. Like, I hear more about it with men. It's called cuckolding. And I looked it up to kind of like self-diagnose. I'm like, all right, what's going on psychologically (laughs) here? And it was called cuck-queening, which I loved the queen part. Yes, I love it. Do you have anything like fetishes or anything like that? I'd say that's my only one. Or things that turn you on that maybe are like people would scratch their head. Maybe you don't. Not everyone does. Scratch their head... Other than I really, hmm, I would say I definitely like it rough and to have a good time in that way. That's one. Oh, yeah. But something that I feel like a lot of people can relate to, I'd say, I feel like I, when I watch porn, I would so much rather watch girl on girl than guys. Like, I feel like when I am like, using my vibrator like that's what I want to watch like yeah because I feel like I don't know just girls are just so much like they're just like so sexual and like beautiful and I feel like sometimes (laughs) like guys are just like especially in porn it's like such a production and it's such like a I don't need to see those balls swinging all over the place (laughs) like this isn't doing it for me. <laughs> yeah, no, especially porn is so it's directed by men. So men learn how to have sex from porn. And that's why all these men, their dick game is so bad not to yeah. put down men. There is men that I have know. good dick, but yeah, I'm not yeah. about that either. Yeah. I feel like a lot of guys definitely get their tips from porn and it's like, Mm-mm. That's not real life. No. Because you're just giving yourself super high expectations and putting so much pressure on whoever you're with to, like, meet those expectations because those girls are not coming. 
They are, you know, I'm like, girl, you are faking it really good. Like, yeah, you're, you're like, noted. this performance is a 10 out of 10, but it is a performance. Like, it is not real. I know. I've <laughs> been with guys before that asked me, they're like, why aren't you squirting? And I'm just like, hmm. Like, not every woman goes around, like, squirting waterfalls and fountains. Yeah, By like, the way, you're that not a sprinkler. is key in porn. It's not real. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just like men need to drop that. Like, stop learning sex from porn, please. FYI totally. to all my male listeners. It's funny though, because yeah. my boyfriend, I like it rough as well. And it could be part of my like daddy issues thing. But sometimes I'm like, Same. I'm like, Same. babe, slap me. And he's like, but I don't want to hurt you. And I'm like, fucking slap me down. <laughs> I want to be beaten. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, on another note, so in that same episode, I believe you talked about toxic family members. Which I have yes, a lot don't of. Don't ask me why with. those were in the same episode. <laughs> it's it's totally cool. Whatever works, you know. Sometimes you gotta jam it all in there. But do you have experience? I know you mentioned like one person. I don't remember who they were, but you said you had toxic family members. Unfortunately, yes, I do. Um, it was someone, one of the toxic family members. It was someone <laughs> that my dad used to be married to. Mm. So. Yeah, that was just like, oh my God. And it's just like, if I don't, I really don't, like some people are just like, that's your family. Like you need to be cool with them. Like you, you have to, you know, go to back for your family. You can't not talk to them or you can't not this or not that. And it's like, oh, I can. And I will. Especially Italians. (laughs) Don't get my my mom started. My, my sister could burn my house down. She'd be like, family is family. (laughs) I like how you said one of the toxic family members because I feel like we all have them some are more like pertinent than others but it's just it's hard when you are forced to see them because with a friend or a partner romantic partner you could simply kind of cut them off and you don't have to see them again or at least you hope you don't see them but with family it doesn't really work like that especially if you live with them which is really hard. Totally. Yes. Yeah. I feel so bad for people. Like, thankfully, like the people that I live with are like amazing. My mom and sister, Yeah. but like a lot of people, like if I can't even imagine like having to be home and just under the same roof as someone that's just like making you feel like shit. Mm. It's just like, that's terrible. And you shouldn't have to be subjected to that, whether they're your family or whether they're anybody. Yeah, I feel I could imagine it because that's my life. <laughs> oh my god, your sister seems so freaking cool. Your I don't know if it was your first or your second podcast you did with her, and I really liked her perspective on the toxicity of social media because she was saying she experienced that too. And isn't she a model, like a legitimate model? Yeah, like models she- even go through this. Totally. Yeah. It definitely, um, at first it was kind of like something that was just like, oh my God, this is so awesome. She got to go to China. It was like such a great, it's, it's still, she got to do great things because of it, but it kind of just became so toxic that it's just like, you know, it's just so much pressure put on you. Like almost like you can never be perfect enough. And that is just like such a shitty way, especially for young girls mm. to make them feel that way. It's just like, that's kind of like fucking up their whole view of themselves. Like for so, for like such a long time, like 
it definitely people need to kind of like build themselves back up after that because it's just like even people that are like I think that my sister is perfect like I really like think she's She's amazing so for her to say like oh well you know they said I need to lose another inch or this or that like it's just like that's crazy like because some people that's really gonna make them feel like shit like absolutely Especially if they don't have like that foundation of their sense of self being so young because these kids, I call them kids, like 18 year olds, they are on social media. I think TikTok's like the big one now. And I think in that episode, you said everyone on TikTok looks the same and they're all like white cis people. So you have this like idealized image of what girls are supposed to look like if you're a man or other women look like. And then you're just sitting here feeling like, what is wrong with me? Why don't I look like this? No matter how hard I try, I'm never going to be on that level because there's always someone hotter, quote unquote. Right. And I feel like, you know, with TikTok, the people that are, you know, like going viral or whatever, they really do all look the same. Like, it's very rare, I feel, that you see like anybody other than a white girl, a white like 16-year-old toothpick, you know, perfectly skinny girl be like you know it's it's really not that's the look that people kind of like associate with looking perfect Mm -hmm. and it's just like that's just so sad and it's just giving especially young people just like a false sense of like what it means to be beautiful and you know that I'm sure you know those girls are beautiful don't get me wrong but it's like there's so many other people that look completely different than that that are beautiful too beauty is diverse you know beauty doesn't all come in one size and I think it's interesting because a lot of guys now I I don't mean to be trashing men in this episode we love men but (laughs) a lot of guys say now the new thing is like oh I love thick girls but their idea of thick is someone that has the body of Beyonce, like big tits, a really tiny waist, a fat ass and skinny legs. And I'm just like, so it's hard for me because I'm just like, I can't post, like I'm self-conscious to post a picture because I have cellulite on my thighs. And I think like people expect you to look that way and it sucks. Right. I was literally on, I was looking on Instagram the other day and it was, it was a girl and she was like, um, it was something like cute outfits for um, for thick girls or for, for like for overweight girls or something. And I was just like, this girl thinks she's overweight. Like, that's insane. But like, it was just like, wait, what? Like, the fact that you really think that is just like, holy shit. Like, society is fucked because <laughs> that is insane. Absolutely. And it's, it's just like, and it's just so sad because like they, people really think that. So it's just like, fuck, like to just see people that are just like, you really think that, you know, you're overweight or you're not pretty or you're not anything because you're not like super skinny. And it's like, no, that's not it. Yeah. And I used to see it a lot more back in the day when I spent a lot more time on social media, but like the shaming about women's bodies used to be, and I'm sure it still is, I just don't look anymore, ridiculous, especially when they say, 
you need to lose weight to be healthy. It's like, since when does a complete stranger have a medical degree and care about my health? And size does not equate to health. Totally. It's so hard for people to understand that. And I loved your episode. It was called, I think it was called tapping into your power and conquering the issue of body image. So can you tell us, because as myself, I need tips for helping my confidence because I am that girl that literally, I didn't go to the beach for, I think, five years because I was too self-conscious to be seen in a swimsuit. And here you are, this badass bitch, and I just like <laughs> need to know how you got your confidence because I feel like someone is so sexy when they portray that self-power and just being a badass woman. Oh, my God. Thanks. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like, you know... When I was younger, I was like so so self conscious, and I was like, like I know that I'm heavier now. Like it is no secret. Like obviously, like whatever. Who gives a fuck? Like when I was, but like point <laughs> when I was <laughs> in like high school, I thought like, oh my god, I'm like so fat. Like there's these girls that are like so skinny, and I am just the heifer of the grade. Like that's me. And I look back, and I'm like girl you are on something because what the fuck were you thinking i wish i was that quote unquote fat now because like, yeah it's like it's crazy so i basically was just like thinking how okay when i was this weight i wish that i was skinnier now i you know, let's say gain 30 pounds. I wish I looked like that way I looked before. Now I'm here. I wish that I looked like that before. And it's kind of just like, you're just never, even when you are like people that say they're completely happy and content with themselves. Like it's really, (laughs) it's a very hard thing to accomplish. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's hard. So I feel like when you just accept where you are in your life and your journey, like whether you're trying to lose weight or trying to gain weight or whatever, you're just kind of like appreciating, you know, this is my body right now. It gets me where I need to go. I know I'm cute in myself. (laughs) And if anyone has any shit to say, that automatically is making them not a cute human. And it's kind of just like, if anyone has anything negative to say, they're assholes. Yeah, so trolls. that's kind of how I like got to this mentality. I feel just that like, I feel like, you know, of course it's so hard to like not let certain comments affect you, yeah. but like sometimes it's just like, if someone has a comment, it's like, I don't even care because you sound like an asshole. So yeah. I wouldn't even you had like, to go out of your way to make that asshole. comment. To, exactly. You had to go out of your way to type up a rude comment and post it on someone's picture. It just goes to show like how much, how like unconscious and how unkind that person is. So who gives a fuck about your opinion anyway? Really took the time to sit down and think this out and have to tell me <laughs> it. So goes to like, show how much of a life you have. Yeah, like I must be like a pretty important topic. Exactly. To you. And I feel like that's kind of the worst excuse you can make. Like insulting my character hurts more than someone insulting my looks because that's literally, you don't know anything about me. So you have to judge me based off my looks. Right. Like that goes to show how pathetic it is. Totally. So 
That is awesome though, because that takes a lot of hard work. And I completely agree with what you said, accepting your body for where it is, because as much as I can hate on my body, I'm never going to be a five foot, 80 pound girl. It's not going to happen no matter how much I cry. So might as well accept your body. You have one body. Think of everything that it does for you. And when you appreciate your body, your body literally gives back to you. So when we can start accepting who we are and living in the moment and giving gratitude for our bodies, our bodies will thank us and therefore will become a more beautiful person as a result. Exactly. I love that. It's hard. Because it's, it's so true. Yeah, no, it's so, it's <laughs> so hard. Like, I'm not even, like, I'm not saying like, oh, yes, I'm like the poster child for, you know, not <laughs> giving a fuck about what people say. Like, yeah. I, I really try not to, but sometimes it's like, if you're having a bad day and especially like not even someone making a comment and if you're having a bad day and you're on Instagram and you're looking at these people that all look like quote unquote perfect it's yeah. like you're bound to get down on yourself like how can you not just because sometimes you're just like oh, look all these thousands of likes and you know maybe if I was that skinny I'd get all these likes and when it's just like who gives a fuck about a like like yeah. it's just like that's like mm-hmm. likes are like kind of coincide like they kind of coincide with like people like wanting you or just people being interested in your life Mm -hmm. and it's like it's not that way no external gratification can only get you so far yes and for me it's never really other people because people maybe in high school they would make mean comments and I would get upset because I was younger, but now it's just my own self. Like I'll be in yoga being like, namaste, om. And then I see like a girl and I'm like, I like can't stop staring at her because she's so gorgeous. But at the same time, I'm like, why can't I look like that? My boyfriend would like me more if I was skinnier, if I was prettier. And it's like, we're our biggest bullies. We really are. Yeah. It's not even so much other people, at least for me. I... And my own worst nightmare. So it's a practice. I can relate. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So the last thing I kind of want to touch on, which I love talking about more than anything, we did a little bit before. You had a episode on tips for casual dating. I think that might have been your first episode. That was my first. Yeah. So how's your, are you seeing anyone? Are you casually dating? Are you just doing you? Um, I'm kind of like in the middle right now I was like casually dating and then I kind of just like got so over it so I'm kind of like I'm really just casually fucking the same guy I'd say nice <laughs> he must be like really great no like I thought a big reason why and not even to give him this satisfaction but this was like one of his best qualities so whatever my ex had some great dick so I was like oh my god like I'm never gonna have good dick again because I like had sex with someone after we broke up and I'm like no it's never gonna be that way again fuck so then I ended up meeting this guy and oh my god it's great so I'm like you know what I am busy as hell right now with school work all that shit so I'm like you know what I'm down to just do this right now. And um, I wouldn't date him. Like, he's strictly mm, my friend. One of those, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, totally, you know. <laughs> so I'm just kind of, like, 
I'm open to anything. Like if somebody approached me and if I obviously really liked someone, I would stop talking yeah, to course. him. <laughs> but right now I'm kind of just like, no one is really catching my eye and yeah. whoever is catching my eye ends up being an asshole. So I'm like, for now, whatever. Clearly it's not the right time. Yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> for sure. It's, it's really unfortunate that the craziest guys have the best dick game. It really is so unfortunate, Lauren. It really is. <laughs> it keeps because, you stuck like, there. <laughs> who doesn't love that toxic dick? Like it's it's just toxic like so fucked up. Gets me every time. <laughs> it really just like fucks me up. Like why does it have to be this way? <laughs> I know. What do you think it is though about the guy? Like what is he doing right? Because I do have a few male listeners. So what is he doing that you think the sex is so good? I feel like when a guy is just like in control, it's just like, you know, so hot. confidence is key. Like whether you're a girl, a guy, anything like that is like the best tip I feel because like, even if you are a little self-conscious when you are just like, okay, I'm doing this right now. Like this is my dick right now. Like I'm going yes, for it. It's your dick. <laughs> like, that's my dick for the next couple hours so you know what what the hell I'm going for it hours <laughs> and it's just like you know what that's hot so like yeah. for to answer your question guys I feel it's just like knowing that like okay you got this like and also I would say like read the room mm-hmm. in the way that you can tell if a girl is liking what you're doing and if they're not. So say if a girl is like, you know, kind of being quiet, not really into it. She's not shy. She doesn't like what you're doing. I love that. So it's just like, you'll, if a girl likes what you're doing, you will not be able to mistake it. I'd say. You know, I, I thought of that the other day. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. A lot of men would complain when I would ask them, what don't you like when a girl does in bed? And they would say, she does nothing. It's the dead fish. They would call it the dead fish. I was brushing my teeth the other night and I was like, you know what? Fuck all these dudes because it's not her fault your dick sucks. That's why she's not making any noise and she's just laying there because it's so bad. Like, Exactly. Like if, if you are fucking her good, like she's going to want to get into it. She's going to want to ride your dick. She's going to want to do all that fun shit. So if a girl is laying there like a wet mop, um, it's kind of, you know, I think you need to be the one that's trying a little bit harder because you're not doing it right. (laughs) Or worse, a dry mop. (laughs) Oh God, that's way worse. Seriously. You know, at least a wet mop, you know, there's some potential. All right. So lastly here, you did do an episode on dealing with red flags. So can you, cause I know my girls love red flags. Like I live for red flags. I saw a meme once and it was like a joke of a guy handing a girl a dozen red flags instead of like a dozen (laughs) roses. And she's like, Oh my God, I love it. So what would you say are like the top five red flags? The top five red flags. Okay. Or anything you've experienced that were red flags. Okay. I would, number one, if a guy likes you, 
he's going to text you. Mm-hmm. So if a guy is saying like, if he's not, which I'm not saying people need to hit you up all day. Like everyone's busy, but I'm saying like, if a guy can't hit you up that he's saying, you know, he likes you, he, he, you know, maybe this will go somewhere. If he's not hitting you up like every day, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying for like a whole lengthy combo. It could just be like, a little hope you're having a good yep. day. If you're not getting that, he doesn't like you. Because, like, I've definitely been there that I'm like, oh, he's just such a hard worker. He's so busy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's not. <laughs> he just doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> Seriously. So that so is, true. like, probably number one. Like, yeah. just texting and just really just making time. Like, if someone is not making time for you, they, they're not, you're not a priority to them. And I'm not saying like, you know, they need to do like this big elaborate thing, but it's like quality time that goes a long way. So if someone wants to make you a priority, they will, will. nothing is gonna like no job or whatever is going to keep them from making you a priority. A thousand percent. How I can relate. So how we can relate to that it's so true it's a fact of consideration even if I'm busy with work I'll text my boyfriend hope you're having a good day I'll text you when I get out of work it's just that you're thinking of them and you put that out there if someone doesn't care they're gonna text you back three days later sorry I got so busy with work or worse what happens to so many women tinder dating that they'll you'll have plans for something that day will come you will not hear from them then an hour before or worse an hour after you were supposed to do something sorry I fell asleep sorry I got caught up with work like oh okay sorry bye it's like, <laughs> like if the eyelashes already went on and I started my makeup and you cancel on me I will never talk to you again we're done there, the <laughs> potential so is gone <laughs> The romance is dead. <laughs> Literally. Like, if the concealer has already been applied, Mm-mm. no. Don't do that to like, a girl. That is just a don't. girl's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to just be some wrap-up questions. Whatever comes to your mind, it's like a fire round, no pressure. Ooh, I'm but excited. Just say whatever comes to mind. So your top three biggest turn-ons. Turn-ons? Um, hmm. This is so much pressure. It could be um, sexual, physical, emotional, anything. Um. Okay. One, I would say when a guy, this is like bare minimum of a turn on. <laughs> wow. This sounds terrible. So I think it's super hot when a guy shows that he's an active listener and mm. kind of will talk about things that you have mentioned that you're interested in. Love that. Yeah. And Don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say when you're getting fucked, a good choking is sometimes all you need. Yes. Sometimes to the point I'm just like choking so hard I pass out. Literally like I'm losing oxygen, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel myself slipping away. <laughs> I feel like I'm turning purple, but I'm into it. <laughs> Love it. What are your top three biggest turn offs? Turn offs when people don't make time for me, um, when someone has no drive or motivation, 
and when a guy doesn't have a plan. Mm. Oh boy. Yeah. I love how that came so much faster than the turn on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just so much just more used to that. Yeah. So I guess I'm just like, Me oh, too. Just yep. came right out. <laughs> It's like I could add 12 more while we're at it. Yeah, I actually have a whole list. Let me go get it. <laughs> what are you listening to, reading, or watching that you're currently loving? So it could be a podcast, book, TV, whatever. Um, Podcast. Oh, okay. I know what I'm listening to that I'm loving. Um, It's called The Highest Self Podcast with Sahara Rose. I love her. Um, She basically just talks about, like, your dharma and, like, what you're calling in life is what you're meant to do. And just like kind of a lot of things in between. So I love her. I also nice. love the pretty big deal podcast with Ashley Graham. I love her. She has a podcast. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. she. It's awesome. You have to listen to it. I will. She's so awesome. I love her. <laughs> cool. I have to check those out. Cause I feel like I've seen the first one on like my suggestions and I've just never gotten around to it. So I will yeah, for sure check that out. What is the biggest piece of advice you would give your younger self? Um, do what you want to do and don't let anyone else's opinion sway you from doing that. Love that. So important. <laughs> Lastly, any final message that you want to leave with our audience today? Um, a final message would be you guys are all fucking amazing and don't let anyone make you feel like you're not because if they do, then they're probably a piece of shit anyway. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Preach it, sister. Preach it. <laughs>